What's up, guys? Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's Hero World Challenge. Tiger Woods is playing. 20 of the best players in the world are playing this week. Uh, need I say more? What should be the PGA Tour offseason gives us this beautiful gift, and there is DraftKings pricing. It's going to be a little bit weird. You're going to be rostering basically 30% of the entire field in every single one of your lineups, so there's a little bit more game theory involved. You're going to see a lot of really great names priced at like, I don't know, $6,200 or something like that. So uh, a lot of fun, really cool week. Let's jump into it, and I'll tell you what. There, there, there's only 20 golfers. Should we just talk about every single one? We should probably just talk about every single one. All right, but before we do that, we'll talk about the golf course. This is my website, rickrungood.com. Everything you see is from my site. We'll go on to build a custom model here in just a second. And this is the course key stats tool. We're looking at Albany. It is uh, a golf course in the Bahamas. It is a resort style golf course. There's Bermuda grass uh, throughout. There is uh, water in play on a handful of holes. There is sand. If you're missing the fairway, think Patrick Reed, right? Remember the, uh, the old cheating incident, or at least one of them where he was using his wedge to kind of improve his lie behind the ball from um a sandy area yeah that like like that that's what you're going to get around albany and they've lengthened it a little bit about 100 yards from last year 7400 on the scorecards par 72 greens a little bit smaller than pga tour average if you look at the course key stats model uh, this is weighted. So you, what that means is uh, just because the top 20 players in the world are here does not necessarily mean that you're going to see strokes gain total be the number one stat and you don't. In fact, strokes gained around the green has been the highest correlated stat to success, success here. What does that mean? It does not mean that golfers are going to need a great short game this specific week to find success. It means that when you go back and look at every year from the time that we've had this event, um, the players that have been good uh, strokes gained around the green have had the most success here compared to any other course on the PGA Tour schedule. Driving distance is another one that stands out, but small field, four guaranteed rounds, unless somebody gets DQ'd or, or WDs from this thing, um, there's going to be a lot of scoring. The wind can kind of keep that in check a little bit, 18 to 20 under par. That's generally what we're looking at over the course of the past couple of years. And obviously, as we get closer to... Uh, Thursday morning lock, the Wednesday live chat, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Uh, we can look into weather for this week a little bit early right now, especially because the pricing came out um, even earlier than normal. So uh, all that being said, we got to talk through every single player, and I've got to warn you about something that's going on on DraftKings right now. Here's the cheat sheet. There are 20 players in this field. There are 19 on my cheat sheet. Uh, DraftKings is asleep at the wheel at the moment, okay? They have... Uh, they have Hideki Matsuyama in this field. He has withdrawn. Okay, so Hideki Matsuyama withdrew a week ago, and Corey Connors was added in his spot. Corey Connors does not have a salary yet. So I don't know who was putting this field together and wasn't paying attention, but they loaded in Hideki at $6,200. I did not include him because I didn't want you to build lineups with Hideki in it. I'm assuming that when we get to... Monday morning, Monday afternoon, hopefully um, they'll correct this and they'll add Corey Connors to the field. And then when they do that, I'll add him to the tools so that you can build lineups with him. But for now, I'm showing 19 on the cheat sheet. Do not play Hideki Matsuyama. Don't play. Don't build lineups with Hideki. 
he's he's out. The other thing that I will point out on the course history here, we did not play this event in December of 2020 during COVID. Uh, I list these by season. So technically the 2020 season, we did have uh, this event, but I, I, I go by season, not by year here. So the course history is accurate. It shows that we didn't play it in 2021. It would have been the 2021 season, not the 2020 season. So the course history is accurate. You don't have to email me about that. I just go by season instead of year. Scotty Scheffler, the most expensive player, $10,900, uh, hard to argue with what he has done in terms of results, right? Uh, a third at the BMW championship. He actually fell a spot at the tour championship. He played the uh, Mayakoba at finishing third there and the Houston Open finishing ninth. The big issue, the big issue has been the putter. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his last eight, he's lost strokes with the flat stick. That is jarring. It's shocking, but it's the same story, right? He lost, he gained 10 strokes at the Houston Open. From tee to green, he has been absolutely elite, and now he just has to fix the putter. Now he's had a couple of weeks off from Houston. Is that going to be able to fix it for him? He's going to go back to, it's, it's Bermuda grass, right? He's not a great putter on Bermuda. He's better on POA. Um, actually, Benton is his worst surface, but like, I, I'm I'm not particularly worried about this, right? We, we are just waiting for the Scotty Scheffler eruption to continue here. Think about the great run that Tony Finau has been on. Tony Finau is a hair better than Scotty Scheffler from tee to green in the last 36 rounds. 1.95 to 1.93. They are one and two. It's really the putter. Right. And Scotty is a stroke and a tenth, 1.1 worse than Finau during that same stretch. That's the difference. Once we fix this putter with Scotty, it's going to be lights out. So we'll continue to see what his ownership is going to be over the course of the week. John Rahm is next, 10,700, coming off of a win, right? Has not won two of his last three starts. So let's take a deeper look at John Rahm because we're going to go through every single player in the field. John Rahm's been playing a lot on the DP World Tour or the European Tour. Three of his last four starts have come over there. So here are his last four. Runner-up, win, fourth, that one was the CJ Cup, and a win. I am of the mind that John Rahm is about to have a massive season. That that might not be a bold take. I don't really care. I just think that he is poised for this massive year. He's putting lights out. He's gained seven strokes or more in three of his last five starts. The short game, that was his issue for times earlier in the year. He's fixed that from tee to green, still stout. He's probably the best driver of the golf ball on planet earth and definitely on the PGA tour, especially because Bryson is no longer here. Like this dude is elite of elite and he's, and he's ready to go. Right. I, I just think he's going to have a massive year. He's played this event twice. He finished runner up two years ago, or I guess it was three years ago in 2020. And then he won it in 2019. So, um, John Rahm to me is kind of the class of this field. Rory McIlroy's not here. You're going to be hard pressed to find a guy who's won twice in his last three and, and is a, a past champion of this event. So to me, John Rahm, is the man. JT, 10,200. He's the last guy in the $10,000 range. So let's look at Justin Thomas. Quiet, right? Haven't heard much from JT over the course of the last couple of months. He hasn't played a lot, right? He's played one event. Uh, well, he played the President's Cup, but he played one event this season. It was the CJ Cup and he finished T40. The 
concern a couple of items. Um, and I think these are fair criticisms, especially when you're paying $10,200 for a golfer. He has always kind of struggled with that flat stick. We saw him get really hot with it um, at parts of uh, the spring. It's what helped him win at Southern Hills, but then he's lost it since. He's lost multiple strokes with the flat stick in five of seven, and he only has one winning measure week during that stretch. The other big concern here is this column. Look at this. This is... Uh, pedestrian approach play from Justin Thomas. One, two, three, four, five, six events in a row that have been measured where he has not gained one or more stroke on approach. And he actually lost in half of those. So let's put this into perspective a little bit. So that would be six measured events. That's 24 rounds. 24 rounds. Let's look at the best approach players in this field. Justin Thomas is here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13th out of 20 in his last 24 rounds. Now let's put this into perspective. Last 100 rounds. I bet she's a lot better than that. Yeah, third. So we are really um, in a slump. We are in an approach play slump for Justin Thomas. I think that is fair to say. Can he snap out of it at any time? Absolutely he can. Back to back, back fifth place finishes at this event. Remember, it's a 20 person field. So that's finishing in the top 25%. I worry a little bit. Um, not only is it the putter now, it's also the approach play. I would like to see the breadcrumbs. JT is usually a breadcrumb guy. He usually shows us he's going to play well, and then he goes out and wins. Um, we're not necessarily seeing that at the moment. Okay. Just throwing it out there. $9,900 Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley might be the third best player on the planet. Um, boy, that's tough. Yeah. He might be the third best player on the planet. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Finau's been hot. We'll talk about him in a second. He's criminally priced. But here's Xander Shoffley. Same thing, one start. What do we do with these guys with one start? I don't care as much. I think I'd like a little bit more play. I'd like to see you've played in Houston. I like to maybe maybe you got one in in Mayakoba. Maybe you played both the CJ and the Zozo. I don't know how many guys fit that category. But like one start. It was a T9 to Zozo championship, uh, but the metrics are phenomenal. He is well-rounded across the board. He he gains everywhere. Let's see what he's done here at this event. Historically, he's been this king of small field, no-cut events, T8, T10, T12. It's actually not that good considering the fact there's only 20 players in this field. But um, again, I think uh, Xander's another guy that I think is in for just an absolutely massive year. Those back-to-back -back wins played well at the President's Cup. Um probably going to be the odd man out for me. You know, as we get like Tony Finau at $9,300, I'm, I'm going to heap praise on Tony here in, in just a second. But um, Xander at 99 is just a little bit awkwardly priced. If he comes in at a, at a significantly lower ownership, we can pivot from Rom. We can pivot from Finau. We're going to need to see that one shake itself out. I just, I think game theory is going to be the way to handle Xander. Finau at 9,300. Well, here's the guy, right? Here's here's the guy that when I did the power rankings and looked at the last, I think I did 36 rounds and I did. Do you see that? The Roku fall off the wall behind me live in real time. How about that? All right, let's uh, hope I have that secured correctly now. What was I saying? Okay, so Tony Finau, this is the guy that with 36 rounds is the best player in this field. And him and only John Rahm are gaining over 2.1 strokes, right? There's only three guys over two, Xander, Rom, and Finau. 
There's only three over 1.7, so that's kind of the, the the tier of golfer they are by themselves. And he's $600 cheaper than Xander. He's $1,400 cheaper than John Rahm. He is uh, clearly playing with a new confidence, right? I mean, he he gains nine and a half strokes ball striking in Houston, which is the third time in his last six six starts he's gained nine and a half or more in the ball striking categories. It's absolutely insane. I, I've I've tweeted out, I've sent out emails, I've talked about it a lot. There is no one, literally, I'm not even exaggerating. No one on the PGA Tour has the upside Tony Finau does. Um, nobody gains strokes to the field like he does. 17 or more, 15 or more, whatever it is. Just It's just the ceiling is as high as it gets on the PGA Tour. So I imagine he's going to be incredibly popular. Um, Runner-up finish here in 2019, 10th and then 7th in his three trips. Then there's a pretty big gap. And... Uh, the gap is 600 bucks to Victor Hovland. And I think if, if I just said, Hey, what's the state of Victor's game right now? I think a lot of people would, would think it's, it's not very good. I would kind of argue that it's better than you would anticipate. A lot of these guys have been playing a lot of golf on the DP world tour. And, um, Victor's kind of in a similar boat, right? Three of his last six starts have come on the European side of things. This is four consecutive top 25 finishes. It's six top 25s in his last seven. The T10 in Mayakoba in his title defense, great. T21 at the CJ Cup, okay, that was a smaller field, but it was a stacked field. Fifth at the Zozo, so he played both of those events. Fifth at the BMW PGA Championship, he's played a lot of golf. And this is kind of the season capper for him, right? The year capper, and it's his title defense. I worry a little bit about, actually, believe it or not, the ball striking. You know, he has not driven it as well as... Uh, he has, as he, as he was earlier in the year as what we're, what we're used to his approach play has not been as sharp and still we're finding decent results here because he's plugged the leaks in other areas. So, um, I, I don't think I'm rushing to get access to Victor this week, but I think that I am, uh, more optimistic than most, right? Six and a half out of 10, something like that, higher than average, especially for the price. If people are going to look past him and say, I don't think he's playing all that well, fine, I'll take the defending champion who's kind of taken the worst part of his game and gotten much better at it. Matty Fitzpatty, Matt Fitzpatrick, 8,300 bucks. Uh, okay. Love this guy. Fifth at the DP World Tour Championship, T13 at the CJ Cup. He played another European tour. He played a couple um, after the tour. In fact, he's played a lot of golf since the tour championship. He's played six times. Runner-up finish in Italy, 13th at Congaree. Fifth at the DP World Tour Championship. Let me show you something else. So you guys know I've been doing this season-long fantasy. I've I've said I'm going to be an advocate for this. I'm going to push it. I'm going to build the stats. I'll build the infrastructure We'll figure it out and we'll do this together. We'll make season-long golf like season-long fantasy football. So one of the things that I was doing is, and this, these are very, very like archaic, like I've got to make this look a lot better, obviously, but I'm just throwing up the stats on rickrungood.com. And what you'll notice of everyone last year who had like, I think it was 12 or more qualifying starts, Matt Fitzpatrick had nine star weeks where he gained like 25 fantasy points to the field. That was second to only Patrick Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler. Okay. So he, what that means is he is routinely putting himself in the top 10% of fantasy scores. Now, the reason I use 10% is because if it's a small field, if it's, if it's 20 people, you have to finish inside the top two. If it's 150, you have to finish inside the top 
15, right? That's how it works. So that's the way we're building out these stats. And Matt Fitzpatrick's ceiling is better than Cam Young's, Justin Thomas's, Max Homa's, Mad McNeil, like everybody but Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay, at least from a qualifying fantasy, uh, fantasy event, fantasy scoring event. And the reason is he's so well-rounded. Um, not only is he well-rounded, but his off-the-tee game is much improved. He's, he's one of the better drivers now. His The rest of his game has always been stout. So this is a real deal on Fitzpatrick here at 8300 bucks, who finished 12th here last year. He is probably... I wonder what he is. Is he like significantly better now than he was a year ago? Probably, right? How could I look that up? I probably have this somewhere. Let's do splits. 2020, yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, four-tenths of a shot better, nearly half a shot better, which is staggering, right, to have that that year-over-year improvement. So what's not to like about Matt Fitzpatrick here? Next up is Sungjae, 7800 bucks. Sungjae, I feel like he's been flying under the radar, right? He had those back-to-back runner-up finishes, and then he kind of, I don't want to say he struggled towards the end of uh, last year where he, where he finished T29 at the Zozo, T34 at the at the CJ Cup. He lost three and a half shots on approach at the CJ Cup and still found a way to gain shots to the field. That's pretty impressive. This could be a really interesting guy, right? If we look at around the green play, as being a good correlator to success, Sung JM has every single shot around the green. And luckily, he has every single shot basically everywhere. If we go and we look at his splits, we're going to find that Bermuda is his best putting surface. We have a guy that if you kind of zoom out, if you just forget Zozo and CJ Cup, which is now over a month ago since the CJ Cup, the run that he had was runner-up, runner-up 12th, 15th runner-up, Played well at the President's Cup. Seventh at the Shriners, and then those two subpar starts that were a 29th and a 34th. So I could see myself accessing a ton of Sung JM in lineups if you're going to give them to me at $7,800, which is exactly what DraftKings is going to do. Jordan Spieth, $7,500. This guy's the wild card, right? Uh, last four trips to this event. Sixth, third, 16th, and 20th. Remember he got with... Henrik Stenson last year, and they like teed off from the wrong tee. They, I mean, they were like both just, they were like 12 shots behind everybody else in the field. It was just insanely horrible. Um, but he's played much better since then. I, I, I would not be surprised to see Jordan Spieth win this, and I would not be surprised to see Jordan Spieth finish dead last. I believe that he is kind of the X factor here. I worry about um, him spraying it off the tee and getting in a couple of weird spots. I worry that he could lose three and a half or four shots on approach. I worry that he's not putting nearly as well as we would like to see from a guy named Jordan Spieth. I mean, look at this. This putting this putting slump for him. Um, it's basically the entirety of 2022. Do I have this? Let's look at this. Do I have this broken down like this? Yeah, here you go. So... 2022 season, he lost a quarter of a stroke putting. 2023 season, he's already losing 0.16. That is by far the worst we've ever seen. 2012, which he probably didn't have a ton of rounds, uh, he lost more, but he was a prolific gainer for basically a decade. So I do think that it it is reasonable to be concerned about the putter. It's been a year now. Um, So that's a little bit concerning. So I, I could see literally any outcome from Jordan Spieth this week and not be surprised. If that's what you're looking for, go for it. 
I want to take a second to talk about Athletic Greens, which has become a staple in my daily routine. And for those of you who have been following for a while, you know that I take gut health very seriously. So I started taking AG1 as an attempt to get everything down there under control. And I've been taking it for a few weeks, and I feel much better throughout the day. I'm having way less acid reflux, and I've been able to stay focused for longer when I'm sitting in front of a computer. It's one scoop of a green drink that I take first thing in the morning, and I know what you're thinking. A green drink? Like, trust me, I've I've tried all of them, and most have a chalky or a chunky taste to them, which is not great. Most smell horrible. I'll I'll admit all of that. Uh, Athletic Greens for me bucks that trend. It's smooth. There's there's no chunks. The smell is is just fine, and it's easy enough for me to get get it down when I take it at five thirty in the morning. It's legit seventy five high quality vitamins, probiotics, and adaptogens. So it's no surprise that I'm actually feeling better. And when I rattle off the benefits, it sounds like it's going to be really expensive. Uh, It's quite reasonable. It comes out to about $3 a day. And I tell my wife all the time, there is no price that I wouldn't pay to feel good, especially gut stuff, because it controls so much other things that go on in your body. So imagine paying $3 a day to feel good. That's some of the best ROI I could ever imagine. Um, So if you want to get involved, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Uh, Visit athleticgreens.com slash 300 yards. Again, that's athleticgreens.com 300 yards to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tommy lad. Okay. If you only watch the PGA tour, you're not seeing what Tommy's been doing. Notice that when I went to those golfer power rankings and I put in the last 36 rounds, it was those four big guys I named Finau, Rom, Xander, Scheffler, someone else who we have not even gotten to yet. And then Tommy lad, $7,300. Now snap through in Nedbank. Right wins wins that event on the DP World Tour. Uh, I believe it was technically a successful title defense. It was like four years removed from the last time they played that event, but successful. Then he backed it up again with a DP World Tour fifth place finish. Look at these numbers. If you are not getting the strokes gain numbers from the European Tour, you are missing out. Right. So now in his last two starts on the DP World Tour, he's gained twenty strokes ball striking. 20. He won the Ned Bank losing a, a half a shot with the putter. Think about that. Think about that. Those those 12 strokes he's gaining from tee to green, prolific. So let's do everyone in the field. I'm going to cherry pick this a little bit. Everybody in the field last 12 rounds. I'm obviously cherry picking this, but hey, John Rahm's won twice in his last 12 rounds. So it's not like I'm cherry picking it just for Tommy lad. All right. Rahm is number one in pure strokes gain, gaining four per round. That's nuts. Tommy is second, but the gap is so much smaller between Rahm and Tommy from T to green. How about that? Are you impressed? Are you impressed at all? Tommy's $7,300. He's $3,400 cheaper than John Rahm is. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Sam Burns. um, I believe Sam Burns is probably going to end up being the Tommy pivot, right? So when Tommy gets like 40% ownership or something like that, and you want to get off of Tommy, I imagine Sam Burns is that guy. He was horrible, horrendous, heinous, whatever, whatever H adjective you could put on Sam Burns 
at, at the Houston Open, it will fit. He withdrew. He only played 31 holes. Didn't even finish his second round. Only played 31 holes, lost six and a quarter strokes putting. That is the worst putting performance of his career. And he only played 31 holes. Not only was it the worst putting performance of his career, it was the worst by two strokes. He missed the cut cut at the FedEx St. Jude Classic in 2015, lost 4.2. That was his previous worst putting performance. What is absolutely bizarre about this is that the start prior uh, to his worst putting performance ever, he gained nine strokes putting at the CJ Cup. It was like his third putt- best putting performance ever. So that is a 15-shot a 15-stroke difference in strokes gained putting from Sam Burns um, over the course of two tournaments. Long-winded way to be like, yeah, I don't care about Houston, right? Very, very unlikely he loses six strokes putting again. He's had a couple of weeks to figure it out. Uh, he goes back to being, you know, Bermuda Burns, doesn't he, right? Best surface, made one of the best Bermuda putters that we have out here. And we saw what his President's Cup stuff, we, you know, we don't have... The strokes game metrics, the breakdown. We know the upside. I thought he was phenomenal at the President's Cup. Kind of passed the eye test a little bit here. Played this event once, finished third last year. I'm hoping he's kind of the pivot from Tommy Fleetwood. Shane Lowry is seven thousand um, dollars. Shane Lowry. Let's 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 look at Shane here. Shane also popped up, I believe, on those power rankings for was it top thirty six approach play? Oh, you know what? I think it was top one hundred or last one hundred approach play. Yeah, Lowry's second behind only Scotty Scheffler. Okay, that's that's the elite level of ball striker, or at least approach shot, approach player that Lowry is. Um, he won the BMW PGA Championship. Good for you. Good for you. He summoned that victory that the golf gods owed him from Houston. He got at the BMW PGA Championship. He was well-rounded there. He gained 11 strokes to the field, nine of them coming from Tita Green. Wasn't very good in Dubai. You know, DP World Tour Championship, the last time we saw him, lost strokes in the ball striking categories and a lot of them. Obviously, then, in turn, loses strokes from Tita Green. He finishes 23rd. It was a smaller field. I think it was only 50 guys. Not particularly exciting. I think, uh, though, the upside of both Burns, Lowry, even Morikawa, we'll see what the ownership of Morikawa gets to be, but I think Burns and Lowry could be your pivots from the Fleetwood chalk situation. Colin Morikawa is $6,900. Do we want to fathom a guess at the last time Colin Morikawa was this cheap? Um, I'll say never. Can I say never? I don't know. Let's find out. I've not looked. I promise I've not looked. I, I, I bet you there is a time he was cheaper than this. It was probably like a tour championship or something, so it probably doesn't count. Okay, the 2019, wow. 2019 RBC Canadian, which probably would have been like his second start as a, might have been his first start as a pro. He was 6400 the 2018, and he finished T14. The Arnold Palmer Invitational in 2018, he was 6,700. And then the Travelers in 2019, he was 6,900. That's it. Three times, he's been less than 7,900, okay? So this is a pretty big gap here um, and pretty cheap. Is it deserved? I'm going to go with no, right? Because what is, what's the deal? What's the deal with Colin Morikawa? It is exactly what we want. And it's exactly what we know from him. So measured rounds only. Uh, gained four strokes on approach at the CJ Cup. Gained five at the Tour Championship. Am I having like every technical difficulty today? Right? It's, it's like the screen's going on. Things are just 
great right now. Um, you know, gains three at this uh, FedEx St. Jude. Okay, let me let me put it this way. Let's go to he probably played like fifty rounds this year, fifty measured rounds, something like that. He was the third best approach player in this field, and he will tell you, and most people will tell you that was like the worst, like the worst he hit it in his entire life. Right? He couldn't find he couldn't find the baby cut. He had to play a draw at the U.S. Open. Like it's it just. The the narrative around the year that Morikawa had versus the actual statistical year that Colin Morikawa had is is completely different. So um, yes, he cannot putt. We know that that has always been the case, and he goes out and he'll find a plus three or a plus four week and he'll win somewhere. Like this is this is what he does. So no concerns here. Fifth place finish uh, last year when he played this, absolutely on brand. Cam Young up next. He is sixty seven hundred dollars, and here's your other X factor. Um, would not I would not be surprised to see Cam Young win this. Right? He drives the ball so well. He has got the best hands of anybody who drives it as well as he does. He I don't want to say he struggled, but like he wasn't as good at the end of the year. That was a T twenty three at the CJ Cup, a T fifty three at the Zozo, nineteenth out of thirty at the at the Tour Championship. He just kind of cooled off a little bit it's a resort course. Would you be at all surprised to see him go out and shred this thing? Like I, I absolutely would not be the upside is there. Let's see his Bermuda splits. Not a great putter on Bermuda, but he's a positive putter and he can get those kind of crazy hot weeks. No concerns there. Um, the rest of this. All right. So Homa's at 66. Is this his, this is his first start, right? Since having, uh, the child, congratulations to the Homas. Uh, I believe he named his child, his son, Cameron. There's going to be a million Camerons on the PGA Tour. It's going to be all of them. So, wins the Fortinet. Played well at the end of the year. Uh, well-rounded golfer. I think, listen, you guys know I don't play the narrative game. I really don't. Um, <laughs> if you ask any of these guys, like, your first start back after, like, I don't know how much he's been practicing. I don't know how much, you know, baby duty he's been on. Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from him. Uh, when he's when he's playing golf, he's at his he's he's a well-rounded golfer who's turned into one of the better ball strikers, and his short game is elite now, which is a testament to him. Because when we had him on the podcast like a year and a half ago, he was like, "I got to fix my short game," and he was hemorrhaging strokes in the short game, and he fixed it. Like, good on you, Max Home is always going to get better and better. I think this is an ownership play. You know, if he if he is super low owned, I'll play him. If he ends up being super chalky, I don't think I want the guy who maybe has picked up clubs once um, in the last month. Like, maybe that's not the guy that I want. So I think this is an ownership play. Tom Kim, $6,500. Uh, arguably, criminally priced. Arguably the most mispriced golfer in the field. Tom Kim, what do we know about him? I think the next 12 months we're going to learn a lot. Right, I think that uh, Tom Kim's upside is scary, but do you like what? What do we think? Does this thirteen starts on the PGA Tour or whatever it is? Does that make a career? Absolutely not. But when you've got two wins, the Wyndham and the Shriners over the course of your last six starts, seven starts, something like that, uh, you've got our attention. When you finished third at the Scottish Open, when you finished, um, you know, seventh at the Rocket Mortgage and T11 at the CJ Cup, like you've got our attention. When you are statistically one of the best ball strikers on planet Earth, going back to the Scottish Open, you have our attention. Um, even in weeks where you don't putt all that well, 
You know, you lose strokes putting at the CJ Cup and finish T11. You lose a stroke and a half in Memphis and finish T13. And then when you gain it all, you're going to win. Or you just snap off and have the greatest shot link putting week ever, right? I mean, I get it. Like, you have our attention, Tom Kim. You know, the the last um, 36, let's do last 36. Last 36, go back to that. It's Finau, Rom, Xander, Scotty, and Tom Kim. Last 24, which probably helps Tom Kim, it's Rom, Finau, Xander, Tom Kim. So he's fourth there. Last 50, which probably hurts him a little bit. Yeah, it's he's sixth. And he is... I thought he was going to be better in the ball striking categories. He's not. And he's fifth in approach. I mean, this guy is on par statistically over a small sample size with the best players in the world. Small sample size. Uh, did you see the course key stats model? I, I don't even know if I scrolled down. So I, I sometimes I forgot to scroll down here. So there is a adjusted fit number down here, which looks at the results up top, the correlations up top, and the stats for each golfer. And you can plug in any number of rounds that you want. So I have 24 in here. Tony Finau and Tom Kim, head and shoulders above the rest of the field in terms of adjusted fit. Like this specific course adjusted for them. Not necessarily history, but how they should fit it. Um, huge gap between those two and Homa and Rom and Sung JM. So let's go. Let's go. We're firing up Tom Kim. Who we might not be firing up is, is, is Tiger Woods. And I get it. I get to be the guy who's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't play Tiger Woods. Going to fade the guy. I would love to, right? I would. I want Tiger to win this golf tournament. There's nothing I want more than the big cat to win this. But let's let's refresh ourselves on where we're at of Tiger Woods playing golf. Uh, the last time he played the Hero World Challenge was three years ago, okay? Three years ago. He finished fourth. Uh, it feels like three decades ago, right, since, since then because so much has happened. He has played nine, count them, nine rounds in the last two years. Okay. Since that 2020 November Masters, he's played nine rounds on the PGA Tour. He has lost 18 strokes to the field in those nine rounds. He is a minus two per round in his last nine rounds. They are major championships. So they are pretty stacked fields. Well, it's a pretty stacked field here, right? Tiger invited all these guys here, and it's it's 20 of the world's best. When you go and look at the Holy Grail and you look at um Tiger's round by round stuff doesn't get particularly better, right? He's he's lost strokes in five of nine. Uh, he's gained multiple strokes to the field in just two of nine. When he's been losing, he's been losing big, which is a little bit of a of a concern here. So I don't think this course obviously is going to like beat him up like a major championship will or did in in twenty twenty two. But I just think he is now taking on another stout field, um, you know, with little evidence of of great play. I mean, even go back. I mean, go back to twenty twenty. He has his officially one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's on an eight event losing streak to the field in strokes gained, uh, which dates back a couple of years, obviously. But I would love to play Tiger. I would love to. But I hope ten percent of you do because I think that that's kind of ten percent. Um, I mean, I think, the, I think the most likely outcome is he finishes last. I hope he doesn't. I hope he finishes ninth. I'd be thrilled, but, um, not a lot of evidence to the, to the contrary. Okay. The Tom Kim might be the most mispriced golfer. Billy Horschel might be the most mispriced golfer. 6,100 bucks. Um, Billy Horschel 
has low-key been phenomenal, right? He won this summer at the Memorial. He's now gaining strokes across the board, all four major categories. He had a T7 at the CJ Cup in that stacked field where he gained six strokes on approach. He had a top 10 at the BMW PGA Championship, a T10 at the Alfred Dunhill Links. He played played himself on to the President's Cup. I mean, he's just had a great year, and he's going to need to do it with the putter, he hasn't. He's only played this event at Albany once. It was 2015, I believe, is the first year they moved it here. He didn't play well. He finished 16th. He's a way different golfer than he was seven years ago. He finished T8 at this event in 2014, but it was not. It was not at Albany. I don't think. I think it was when they still it might have been still at Sherwood at that point. But um, Billy Horschel just a completely different golfer. Uh, 6100 bucks for a guy who has legitimate like top eight upside feels feels wrong and then the last guy here is kisner who you know i wasn't excited about last time we saw him at the rsm classic he finished t29 which i would argue is not a great result right is his salary his odds uh his course history would have indicated that he should have finished better than t29 in that field and when you when you are getting kisner who has been struggling mightily then goes to the best spot in the world for him and finishes t29 am i supposed to now get excited about that i don't think so especially when uh driving distance was pretty highly correlated he does he is a great around the green player but like they added another hundred and something odd yards to this golf course and it's now a 70 74 i just boy looks like an uphill battle to me that's that's how i feel for kisner bonus Corey connors because i assume he's going to get added to this field here in a second so let's just do the bonus Corey connors stuff and just give you a look um okay right not great was horrible at the president's cup missed the cut to fortinet before that was bad at the tour championship before that and then a 25th and a 23rd the two invitationals the zozo and the cj cup that's five events where i'm not particularly excited the measured stuff that we do have is okay you know you need him to dominate from t to green he's been a little better than average from t to green the short game is an area that he generally loses strokes in and if that's going to be a high correlator i worry about that um not particularly great putter if this thing turns into a birdie fest so i assume he's going to get added to this field at some point or at least uh, he's obviously in the field he's going to get added to the draft kings pool and you're going to be able to roster him but um depending on where that price comes in depending on if honestly if people like if, if it if draft kings is still asleep right if they're if they're still if they want me to do the pricing let me know but like if if they're still asleep and they add Corey connor's in on tuesday afternoon and nobody realizes it and he's like nine percent like i'll play Corey connor's right this is going to be a huge kind of game theory week Despite the fact that I'm not particularly thrilled with what I've seen, it's been five weeks since we've seen him last. Let's run a model here. Um, this one I think is kind of the hardest, right? Because it's so short. Let's do. Oh boy! All right, let me let me think about this for a second. Let's just start with um, ten on strokes gained Albany, right? Let's do a little course history. Then let's go to the mixed strokes gained, and let's do. Um, well, I think we've got to give a nod to around the green if that really is number one so let's do like longer term around the green put 20 ah, 20 is a lot for around the green let's put 15 on that let's do 10 on driving distance so i've only used 35 okay so now we can do some approach play which is always going to be handy let's do i mean let's do last 50 on approach right why not why not uh 15 there because it's more valuable than around the green, even though it's all relative putting. Let's do, 
let's split our longer term putting. So let's do strokes gain putting last 100 for 10 and then putting on uh, Bermuda for 10. We've got 30 left. We could just do like birdie or better. We could do fancy points gained. We could do um, kind of like easy golf courses. Let's do... 15 on fantasy points gained, which leaves us with 15 more. Um, I think this is going to fall into the easy category. Let me just, con- yeah, okay. Let's do 15 on easy. And my number one golfer is, no surprise, John Rahm. Number two is Finau. Three is Xander. Tom Kim is four. Statistically, Tom Kim is an animal. It is just a matter of whether you think that sample size matters. That's all. Tommy Fleetwood is sixth. I skipped Justin Thomas. He's fifth, but he's the third highest priced golfer. So it's like, eh, whatever. Um, Fitzpatrick is seven. Scotty is eight. Jordan Spieth is nine. Sam Burns is 10. Should I just read the rest? There's it, there's there's only 19 golfers. Uh, Victor's 11. Cam Young is 12. Billy Horschel, 13, 6,100 bucks. Sung Jay is 14. Max Homa, 15. Lowry, 16. That's kind of surprising. Morikawa, 17, wow. Kisner, 18. Tiger Woods, 19. So the bottom, no surprise. The top, no surprise. Tom Kim. Boy, if he won this, could you imagine? Could you imagine if he won this? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. I think that'll do it. Thanks for bearing with me through a couple of uh, issues. (laughs) Uh, Business as usual this week, right? Betting preview, Tuesday. Live chat on Wednesday. Business as usual. Let's get that bread. Tweet me at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. Talk to you guys soon. Later.